buckle up for the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Just friends hanging out and breaking down leadership challenges and unwrapping techniques that can be applied to make a difference. A fun look at what is possible if we lead in an uncommon way. An invitation to be the champion we were created to be. Not your typical leadership podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. As I get the chance each week to interview many leaders and share their stories with you, I always have new takeaways that I learn and can implement on my leadership development journey. As the CEO of Growing Champions, my mission is to make a difference with people who want to make a difference. I get a chance to meet leaders at various points on their journey, and I hope their stories add value to you and help you to achieve uncommon success in business and life. Today's podcast guest is a personal friend of mine, a former boss, and the retired CEO of Tuthill Corporation. He's a leader who has a phenomenal story to tell about overcoming a challenge from his youth that still impacts him today. His name is Tom Carmazzi, and you're going to enjoy this energetic conversation. So let's jump right in. Hey, Tom. Glad you're here. Thanks, John. It's truly my pleasure. Are you buckled up? Because as it says in the intro, I'm strapped in, strapped in as I can be. Excellent. Well, good. Well, I'm going to jump right into our conversation today. And I'm going to use a question pretty regularly with, with most of the folks who are on the show, but I, I want to get to know or get the audience to get to know you just a little bit better with regards to your journey. And I'm going to take you back in time. So if there was a memory from your childhood mm. that still has an impact on who you are today, what would that memory be? Yeah. So, so maybe like a lot of folks out there, I have a lot of memories. And what I think about it, 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 with that question is it still affects me today. So, gosh, I, I was like a world-class stutterer. And people that hear me talk today, like they don't believe it. It's like, there's no way in heck. And yet from 12 to 16, I stuttered a lot. And it was not only embarrassing, but... Uh, old made fun of and stuff like that. And and then I, I, I went to uh, Catholic school all the way until uh, through high school. Why that's important is the priest would always want me to read, to read one of the readings. So you can imagine, you know, here I am reading one of these readings and I'm stuttering and in front of the whole congregation. And so, so what I did was I tried to isolate myself. And so I became a really good golfer because golf is a sport that, you can just do yourself. It's just you and you and the course. And so that was my sanctuary. And so I, no exaggeration, I, I played at least six days a week. I'd play at least 27, 36 holes a day. Oh, wow. It was because I could hide. I could hide. And so how that affects me today is, is first off, I'm real comfortable being by myself. Uh, secondly, is I'm a control freak. And that <laughs> hasn't served me well. It hasn't served me well at all. And that's, you know, because... Think back to, to a stutter, they want to control the environment. And so I wanted to control the environment. I also knew what words would stick me or make me stutter. And so I made that darn sure I didn't do those. And so if I was in conversation, I would try to control the conversation that wouldn't go a certain direction because if it went that direction, I might start stuttering. So that has stayed with me, John. And even, even today and thinking about speaking today with you, I'm thinking, how can I control this so that, you know, I won't stutter, even though it's not been part of my life for years and years and years. That little monkey still sits on my shoulder and, and, and it's, it's scary because I have some memories that 
yeah, are just are, are kind of rough when I go back there. No, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that story. It takes courage to, to share a story like that with regards to those things that impact you. Many, many individuals will have things in their childhood where they were affirmed and really positive and help build them up. But oftentimes it's those negative experiences that we have, those challenges that we go through and frankly have to overcome mm -hmm. that shape us and put us in a position to be better today as individuals, as leaders, as the name of the podcast, really the Uncommon Leader Podcast, understanding you know how you felt in that situation, and you know what I what I appreciated uh, and chuckled about a little bit. Is you you mentioned being a control freak, so you wanted to have that situation. Part of that has the feel of you actually just really repented or. Or you gave you know notice that I am twelve step process. I have to go through first <laughs> thing is always about denial, but going through and admitting that you're a control freak is is really a part of the battle. As a leader, as an individual, as an overcomer mm -hmm. uh, that you have been, what are the things internally that you had to go through in your journey as a leader? Whether it's going back and and going through the stuttering situation that you have, but from an internal perspective. What's been there for you and how you've been able to address that or other challenges in your development? Yeah, so the internal development was really more about... So for me, John, the, the, the stuttering originated in my lack of confidence. And, and you know, you could ask, well, where'd that come I'm from? But let's just, let's just stay on point. <laughs> So, so I've got 20 minutes here. Really. <laughs> so it, 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 one of the things that, you know, in my life has been to ask myself, is it true? Because my nature is to, you know, be really hard on myself and point out, you know, where I failed versus where I succeeded. And so I started asking myself when I beat myself up about failures is, is that true, Tom? Is that true? And so things like stuttering, you know, as I said, from 12 to 16, I was world class. And yet as I matured, my self-confidence started growing that I would still have that monkey that I'm going to stutter. And so I would start asking myself, is that true? And as I got more successful in the business world, I was asked to speak publicly more and more. And before every one of those, I make up these things back to when I was at the lectern and I was reading one of the passages and I'd be stuttering like crazy. Mm. And the people out in the audience are looking at me. Some are shaking their head. Friends are laughing. You know, I, I play that picture and and, and, and and I'm playing that video. Excuse me. And, it, and it's like, but is that true, Tom? When's the last time that happened to you? And fortunately, John, what it'd be like, well, probably when I was 16. You know, and, and, and so it's it's that internal really getting comfortable with who I am and and just continuing to to test that. I mean, one of the talks I, I gave was at Notre Dame and and, and, and and I got there about four hours ahead of time. And the gentleman that was asking me to speak there is like, Tom, why are you getting there like three hours early? And one of my processes was wherever I speak, I have to walk up and down every aisle. I have to basically walk and sit in various parts of the auditorium. And it's part of me getting comfortable and feeling like I'm in control. 
Mm. And my wife was with me. It's the first time she'd ever seen me speak. She's like, Tom, what is this? And, and when I told her why, she said, Tom, I haven't heard you stutter in decades. I'm like, yeah, I know, but this is why I don't. She says, is that true? She even asked me. I'm like, wait a minute. It sounds like the question you, I'm asking myself, but for some reason I didn't ask in the situation. And I said, well, no, it's not true. I'm making this up. And she's like, yeah, I, I, I don't hear that anymore. I don't think that's who you are. And that kind of scared me because I thought, well, what if I don't prep that? So it's just funny how my mind can be my own worst enemy. So back to your question, you know, those internal things is really having confidence in who I am. I mean, God made me this way for a reason. And can I just trust that? Hmm. Just trust it and, and choose it, choose it, not run from it, choose it. So yeah, that's, that's my answer, John. I'm sticking with that. No, I mean, well, so (laughs) again, the, the, the internal component of that, I mean, even as you, as you recognize and bring, bring your faith into that of understanding that for me, when I think of those types of situations, whether it's not the same as stuttering for me, but it's some other story, you use the question, is that true? You know, oftentimes, am I making this up or is it, or is it actually true? Is it really happening? And to your point, most of the time, if not all of the time, it's not true. And there comes a journey that you go on to where you trust that I don't have to ask that question anymore. I am curious, almost within that, is that true? And that you went through that process each time you had a routine to prepare yourself to overcome that each time. Was there a physical feel? You mentioned the monkey on your shoulder as well. Was there a physical feeling that you have or had, maybe you still have it, that you became aware, more aware of as you started to trust more and as you started to uh, be more confident that went away, that, you know, whether it was a stress reduction in your shoulders, was there truly a physical feeling? Yeah, because I can imagine you built up a lot of stress in your body to do that, to go through that. So, yeah, John, I'm a, I'm a person with a lot of energy. I've been blessed with that. So, you know, I don't know who in our audience has kind of the bouncing leg. You know, like you're just sitting there and your leg is just bouncing like, like crazy. And so there would be that the energy was just flowing. And so whether it was get up and walk around, whether it's the bouncing leg, I also, you know, there's this fight or flight thing that, you know, that kind of that cortisol stuff starts falling. And, and, and so that is in spades. I, I, I would feel a little flush. I, I didn't really feel nauseous, mm-hmm. but I would get anxious. You know, and that, you know, come on, I can't believe it's another five minutes before I before I go up. And and it's a lot of people are like five minutes. That's nothing for me. That seemed like five days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so those types of things, as I got more and more confident, you know, I haven't spoken publicly for gosh, a year and a half now. But what was really cool is, is that the last couple of times I spoke, I would say the our father. And that mm-hmm. was it. That's all I needed. You know, it's kind of like. I'm in, I'm, I'm ready. I'm calm. And uh, so, yeah, no, I, <laughs> well, the Arthur is definitely much shorter than four <laughs> hours before walking every aisle, but I can absolutely understand where, where prayer can be powerful yeah. uh, to know that again, you're where you're supposed to be right at that point in time and make that happen. Again, part of this is, is sharing some of those stories. And I appreciate you even sharing that journey because 
as many times as I present in front of a group or as I stand up in front of an organization's leadership team or some of the, some of the others and front of room speak, uh, there's a certain energy that I get from that. But there absolutely also is the critic that I have to fight all the time. Are you good enough to be standing up in front of this person? I look back to a story that my mom told me one time when I was little you know, it reminds me of that. And, you know, as I grew and as I started to think about getting into more leadership roles and doing this consulting opportunity, she said, I, I know that I know the name of your first book. Hmm. It's why don't you listen to me? You might be surprised. And I thought it was very fascinating because it was about, you know, where she was coming from. She always had the confidence. It was always good to have your mom and dad have the confidence or the, those who love you have confidence in you. But it was telling me to have confidence in what mm. I had to say that it was going to have an impact on individuals. So I thought that was very insightful on her part and really exciting to listen through. But back to you. I'm really talking to you. I mean, I like sharing my part. It reminds me of different things as we go through this as well. So there, there are two points you touched on with regards to that internal. There's, there's a trust and there's a confidence. And, and so, again, we have to exercise those muscles in, intentionally to, to exercise and keep those you know, monkeys off our shoulders all the time. What res- were there any resources or any experiences that you had that you could share with, with the audience that how you developed the internal side of that trust in that confidence? Maybe it was a book or it was a story or experience you had or with someone else? Well, first, when a book or a story, it was others. But I do want to go back to something that also helped that I didn't share, and it's that not only do I ask myself, is it true? Is whatever happened in the past, did it happened for a reason? And so the stuttering, one of the things that I believe is that it made me a much better, more authentic speaker because I was living that when I was up there. And I sound corny, but it gave me a story to tell, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I make up. Everyone has their stuttering story. You know? and, and, and so, so as I thought, you know, this isn't a tragedy to be overcome. This is a gift that has helped me become oh, wow. even stronger. And when I took that perspective, as I say, I, I, <laughs> I uh, stuttering has just not been a part of my life. And, and I think there's, that's, that's another reason besides, is it true? So anyway, I, I was, I was really blessed John with, with, with people that cared enough about me to tell me how I was showing up. So, one of my things is that I'm kind of a binary guy. I really like numbers. And so I saw figures before I saw faces. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't realize that. And so folks would point it out to me. And they would point it out in, in ways that I would say when I didn't expect it. So they'd get my attention. And there are also times that even when they would point it out, I still didn't get it until mm-hmm. maybe you know months or years later. But there's a couple of quick examples. One is that I was presenting to uh, union leadership. There were 23 people on this bargaining committee, 2,500 in the total group. And I was telling them I was going to lay off. And so I was going through all these slides. And, and the president of the union says, Tom, I get that you're smart. The problem is we don't think you care. 
And so as you can imagine, John, I had all my numbers wired, man, because I was a numbers guy. So those numbers were all spot on. And I was so proud of my charts and graphs. And here's this guy says, get your smart, but I don't think you care. And he said it in front of all 23 of them. And that, and that really rocked me. And, 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 and I really wasn't even a student enough to understand that even though I thought I cared, it didn't matter. It's how did he feel? And he felt I didn't. And then he said, and to prove the point, there's 23 people in this room and I want you to tell me their names and I'll make it easy. Tell me their first names. I knew three. Ooh. So now my internal was saying, oh, I care about these people. It's like, Tom, you only know three names. Do you really care? So this is one I'm asking myself, is it true? Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. So eight years before faces. <laughs> Oh. And, and then, and, and then, and the other one was a real good friend of mine. We were sitting at the at the office, and, and he asked me. He says, "You know, Tom, do you do you think your competitive nature gets gets in the way?" And and I'm like, "Man, we're in business. This is a for profit business. We're going to win." You know. So, what the heck? Why did you even ask that question? And like this good friend of mine is, you know. When I give some type of what's obvious answer, he asks the same question again. Like, no, do you, do you think your competitive nature gets in the way? And I, I'm like, do you think our competitors are hoping that we're not competitive? Yes. So let's stay and let's win. And he's like, yeah, but what about you winning? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I benefit from that. Absolutely. I mean, where are you going with this? I mean, I didn't even know where he was going. And he said, well, you know, you just want to be careful that people don't fear you. They, they don't fear me. What, what? And it's like I walk away. Well, now let's fast forward a month or a year later. I don't remember how long it was. It was considerable time afterwards. I walked by this person's cubicle. And in there, he's got this little saying on his wall that says, you know, it, 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 people don't really remember what you said. They remember how you make them feel. Mm. And it was like, oh, my God. I mean, really, it was like, wow, how clueless I can be. I, I, it was like, oh, my goodness. And here he's just trying to help. So when I say others, you know, resources, could people, I mean, I'll think of resources. Like I say, a book or something. No, this was this was faces mm -hmm. now helping me with my figures. Yeah, that, that were really because they cared for me. We're like, hey, Tom, 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 Tom. Whoa, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is what you're doing. And, and I, I want to believe that they felt that in my heart, that's not what I wanted to do, but that's how I was conveying. So, yeah, I, you know, John, you're bringing a lot of deep breaths. Out of <laughs> yeah. I, I love the slow <laughs> pause, thinking through and understand. That's really the essence, again, of creating like the podcast. We can talk about leadership topics all day long. And actually, you know, I know you and I will get a chance to talk again. I can see you coming back. You know, Oh, uh, on on regularly and, and you know part of that is just you have so much to share uh, our friendship is strong and it should work really well part of that is that you're willing to humor me and you know just kind of help <laughs> out and fill in some spots as we go through also but that's that's neither here nor there as we go on this journey of this podcast together and our own leadership development I look forward to it so let me finish with this one then you know you again i've heard trust i've heard confidence i've heard some of the words as takeaways for me today uh, that have been yeah, really big. And, and to your point, while you mentioned not overcoming, but mindset is another one of those words that I'm taking away from today. 
but you know, whether it's whether it's one of those words or some story, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna finish this and and I usually finish all the podcasts with this question to my guests is I'm gonna Atlanta Airport's one of you know the busiest in the world most times. We get, you know, on the other side of travel, being able to travel more as the COVID vaccinations and those change. But I'm gonna give you a billboard right outside the Atlanta airport. You mm-hmm. get you get to put any message you want to on that billboard for a million people to see a day. What's the message on that billboard that you'd want to put? I think I'd say be and trust who you were made to be. And, and, and I'd say choose. And, and the reason I'd say choose is, is I know this is with me and I make it with others. Is that just like I had shared, I didn't trust who I was. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't choose to be me. I chose to be someone else. And it isn't until recently that I've really been able to truly trust who I am, who I was designed to be, who I was created to be. And, and I've, and I've chose that because too many times I've chosen to be someone else, another persona, another persona. Um, especially, you know, gosh, when I was CEO, I mean, I had to be the CEO persona. It's just, it's just, it's just not true. It's just not true. And so, yeah, I would kind of picture this billboard in my head. You know, it's, it's black background, white lettering, and it's black. It's just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden, boom, these white white letters come up. And I remember when I said here, but it's, it's, it's this, you know, be and, and, and truly trust who you were created to be. And choose that. Choose that. Absolutely. Well, that's a great finish. That's a great finish. And again, I'm not even going to go back and edit in some of the uh, pauses or some of the (laughs) time or the deep breaths. We're just going to leave those in because that's really what the essence of the the difference inside of this podcast really is meant to be, is what it takes to be uncommon in your leadership and that we need more uncommon leaders. So thank you for your time today. And I look forward to growing with you in the future as well. Oh, John, thanks so much. Feelings mutual. I mean, truly, I, I always, always enjoy our time together. And to see your face. Thanks, Thank you. John. Thank you. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that interview today with Tom. I sure did. What a gift it was to hear how Tom was able to overcome childhood challenges, be aware when he was putting numbers before names, and really challenge us to trust who we were created to be and to be that truth. If you enjoyed today's episode and know someone who needs to hear this challenge, I would ask that you go ahead and forward it along to that person. Let them know you want to add value to their life. Also, if you haven't yet, I encourage you to subscribe or follow this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you use. Or you can go to my website at www.growingchampions.net backslash podcast and subscribe there as well. Until next time, go and grow champions.